Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. On the last day of the filming, we were sitting around in a circle, and we were talking about so many things we got in over our heads on and the danger and epic adventure and all just powerfully captured on film, all very honest and true. I was asking the younger guys, Luke, Sam, Blaine, my sons, Trevor, and Naz, I was asking them what was the biggest lion of the trip for them? What was the most formidable fear that they had to overcome, challenge? And Blaine, I was blown away by what you shared about the nightmares, about falling, Mm -hmm. and then your first day, the very first morning that you were actually out leading the climbing. Right. What happened was I love rock climbing, work at a climbing gym, and I've led all over the place. And I've really kind of tried to like build into a place of climbing invulnerability where you just don't think about falling. It's an impossible action. And therefore, when you're in these really tight scenarios, you're able to like make clear decisions. It's all going to be fine. And so don't actually usually have very much anxiety until after the climb is finished. But the nights before Moab, especially the night before Sam and I were going to go do some early morning climbing, I had these dreams, this repeating dream of these climbs and falling and a foot slip and then watching a pin pull, watching a cam just yank out of a crack and taking just the, you know, 80-foot falls that you oh, sit up right before hitting oh, the ground kind of the thing. horrifying. Then that shifted to anticipating these uh, climbs intended over the summer and just imagining these awful scenarios of your partner slipping off the side and just watching this coil spin out and then snap and woke up with more climbing anxiety than I've ever experienced ever. And it's 7 o'clock in the morning and Sam and I need to get on a rock. So we go and tie in together, start this crack system. And the rock was so cold, the effect was your fingers were just useless. You couldn't find a hold, couldn't tell what they were grabbing. So that in the first 10 feet, before I actually placed a piece, Sam was clipped into his anchor station. But I got up and then feet just slipped out and then kind of fell maybe 10 feet back down into a standing position, but not a big fall, but still... All this anxiety, all of a sudden a fall, and then they need to keep climbing again because we have hours with to get these aerial shots. And if it didn't happen, then it wasn't going to happen. So there was an urgency around it and a compulsion and just fear as it started up again, just anticipating, waiting for the slip. And every time I was placing a piece mm. and putting a camera stopper in, I was just looking at me like, it's going to pull. I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall out of this crack. And I know I had the dream last night. Mm. Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. That's Blaine Eldridge, my son, talking about this adventure trip that we took through the deserts of Utah in order to create a film project that begins to release in June that we think you're just going to flip over. it. It's so fabulous. So with me again today is Craig McConnell and my other son, Sam Eldridge, talking about the idea of killing a lion, the idea of facing something really fearful and overcoming it and what that can do for the heart of a man, the realities of that. Sam, what was the biggest lion of the Moab trip for you? 
Well, for me, it was a knee injury that occurred to me a little ways into the ride. We had this 100-mile bike ride that a ride isn't even the right word for it. This ordeal. This excursion <laughs> on two wheels um, that maybe could have been avoided if we had gone a little bit slower that first day, but they say hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's not helpful to look back on it because this the second morning my knee just started to really give out, and it was probably the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my entire life, just that there would be like this nerve in my left knee. And I had been training for months for this ride and been planning it out and made all the reservations. And so it really felt like something that I was excited to conquer that I'd set up in front of myself as this uh, mountain or lion to be defeated. And it wasn't until a little ways after lunch on that second day when we're, you know, we're halfway into this trip that it really sunk in of like, oh, I'm, I'm actually not going to be able to finish. If I keep going, I'm going to be one of those cases of a guy who should have stopped when he knew he had to and didn't and he's going to need surgery and it's only going to be downhill from here. So as that kind of sunk in and I had to pass the bike over and jump in the, the land cruiser, in the moment there was the clarity of I, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't that hard. It was like I literally can't walk right now. I'm limping all over right. the place and can't help out with camp. and. And then it really kind of came in for the sucker punch at the very end of the ride when all the guys come rolling in and whooping and we did it and hurrahs go around and I'm standing there just sort of with my own personal rain cloud of like, oh, I didn't do it and you guys did. And it was, you know, the lion to stay engaged because that was the, I think that was the fourth day of, of the week and there was still so much more to be done and to be engaged in and feel like I was a part of things. And that really ended up being a line for me that didn't stop, even probably until after the ways after the trip, of just believing that I was there and involved and one of the guys and part of the trip. Yeah. And of course, you know, a couple of days after Moab, then he's fine. And you're like, hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm. I guess I should say, fortunately, it's fine. I don't have to have anything done with it. You did so well there, Sam. I mean, when you were leading this thing and when it became apparent that you couldn't finish you couldn't ride i mean just just kind of standing was your struggle i was just watching how you responded you did so well because you didn't let it uh, affect at all your engagement your leadership your Mm. being point in so many ways Mm. you killed that lion man Mm, you really did and craig you said in your battle with cancer you said that the hardest battle is not physical but it's a battle for the heart, yeah. right? Yeah. Against hopelessness and despair. And that's right. That's a battle every man faces, every woman, every person faces at some point in their life. And I think that's what's going to make these films so real and so true to life. You know, it's not, it's not Candyland, you know. It's not, hey, we just went out. You know, in the desert and had this awesome time. It was like, wow, really hard things from Blaine's terrifying nightmares to falling on the first day climbing, and Sam's injury, and Naz's crash, and mm-hmm. all the different things going on. It really felt very true to life. And it's captured on film to help others with their journey. What was your lion, John? That's a great question. Nobody asked me that that day that we were talking that through. I think for me, it was the heinous spiritual warfare 
that we encountered, we kept saying during the trip, as we got into these scenarios, wow, we have completely underestimated this. I did not expect the level of spiritual warfare that we got slammed with, even to the point of near death for one of our guys. And I think it was a combination of handling the warfare well and, yeah, not losing heart, not getting taken out personally so that I could provide loving leadership in the trip and without – yeah, without losing my stride, without mm-hmm. without being taken out. Yeah, yeah. There were so many flying pieces and in moments, and not mm-hmm. knowing what was around any bend, it was pretty remarkable to get through that as well as we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's captured. Mm-hmm, it is. Have you seen the the footage, Blaine, of you climbing that wall? The aerial footage. I've seen the 10-second clip yeah. of that aerial footage. That's all I've seen, too. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. I mean, you're just on this massive rock alone, and this drone captures it. That is totally wild. And then the rest of the aerial footage, the one part that I haven't seen any teaser of is even the aerial footage of the camp and then that hill climb and then the guys moving together out across that ridge we were hiking out in the desert. I think that is going to be phenomenal stuff. And I can't wait to see the rest of Luke's unicycle footage because oh, Naz yeah. and I spent an hour perched on a hill watching Luke do this really technical unicycle line over slick rock, dodging pools, drops. There's the Movi cam running along next to him. I think that footage is going to be really incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've only gotten a couple of glimpses, and every single time I'm blown away. The dedication that the film crew had was awesome. It just felt like everybody was putting their whole heart into it. And getting to see some of these time lapses of the Milky Way out in the desert, I mean, right. it's, it's stunning. It's amazing photography. Stunning. And um, the moon shots. Yeah, that, yeah. Evening, that evening conversation that we had with the moon behind us. And, I mean, just the fact that we forgot that we had GoPros strapped to the front of these cars and bikes, and you're catching the, the Green River Road, and you're catching the arrival into Moab and down these passes and the whooping and I'm just excited to see all those pieces come together. We've got this, you know, footage of us up on the wall with this drone and then we've got, you know, the GoPro right in your face as you're going off a drop on these bikes. The epic rappel day. We did this hundred foot rappel, free hanging rappel yeah, off yeah. an arch and friends, all of this, what we're describing will eventually be between eighteen and twenty short videos, film, music, storytelling, conversation with a really rich content to them. And we'll begin to release these next month in the June issue of Van Sons. But you can actually get a sneak preview of some of the footage this month in the May issue of Van Sons magazine, which is the online magazine that we've created for young men. Did you see that aerial shot of oh. me stacking wood? <laughs> it was <laughs> really good. <laughs> Did they end up getting you on the, on the can? <laughs> Did they get Dad sitting on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, your second month edition just came out, the May issue. And what are you hitting in that? What are the topics? What did you find passionate words to cover? 
Well, one of our articles, we do talk about this trip to Moab and, and the focus on overcoming something, of overcoming a challenge and training for something and how that can strengthen us and really needs to be intentional because that sort of thing doesn't happen in our everyday lives. Our world is geared towards being comfortable and easy. And and so if we want to experience that growth, if we want to experience that reward, we really do have to seek it out and be intentional about it. I like that article. It's really good on overcome something. Pick something. You know, here's a variety of things we we kind of lay out for guys. Pick something and overcome it and just what that'll do for your heart. You know, I know our first issue, article on the girl, was very helpful, but I think that our second one might be even more helpful. <laughs> Says the author of both. Yeah. It's just really rich stuff in there. Uh, I'm creating the, the study guide for both issues right now. Uh, but actually, it's killer. It's uh, off of a great piece of advice from a character played by Sean Connery in the movie Finding Forrester on a little tip to either recover or introduce a little romance or begin in an impossibility pursuing the girl. So that's a killer one really excited about. Also excited about your article on motorcycles, Sam? Yeah. Oh, man, that article was so effective that I actually got out my – SV650, which has been kind of tucked away in the back of the garage behind a bunch of other stuff this weekend. Got it out, replaced the battery, which had died months and months ago, and fired it up, took it for a ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the, the intended effect there is the rekindling of desire and good things. It worked. Luke wrote a great article on fisheries and um, getting to know a little bit more about where some of your food comes from and how it's affecting the environment, not, not only that, but how it's affecting his passion for nature and for fish. I've got a great piece on learning to pray and praying more effectively that I think a lot of guys will find really helpful. Oh, stunning piece. What are the words we use to describe it, Dad? Who is which article here? Gosh, we're a little self <laughs> There's just, there's just this amazing article on uh, yeah. this artist. I, the inside it is pretty <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a really cool. They, in the category on beauty, we have an amazing article, an artist that we met at our Wales boot camp three years ago in the UK. And he's a artist from England that does most of his artwork in leather with carving it with knives and the way it's stained and not stained. And I mean, it's absolutely stunning stuff. It's just... Beautiful. And again, issues are filled with great photography and and sneak previews of video and, and then coming in June, the release of the videos. Yeah, I just finished reading the uh, May edition. I found myself, you know, good writing leads to just clear thinking. I found the effect of reading your articles and just looking at Anne's sons, the photography and everything was just, just clarity. I mean, you guys write so well, so clearly. It's artistic. It's beautiful. It's stimulating. And I just found myself wanting to think as clearly as you do and knowing it's possible. Eventually, maybe, for me. But <laughs> You know, Sam told me the same thing after reading my original article. Oh, on, on Eve? She just gave me a call. Someday I could think like this. He explained so much girl. about my wife. <laughs> You, you, you single man, you. Yeah. It really is. It really is a group project. The brainstorming of these ideas that we'll gather on these mass Skype calls between 
sometimes the four of us, uh, sometimes the three of us, just talking through what are some things that have been on our heart, what are some adventures, some good things we've been having lately. And we start bouncing these ideas off each other. What would fit well in an issue or in a particular article about where we want to take something in a direction. And and that conversation really continues through as we begin molding and crafting each issue that we would be finding. Like, what's the great photography that goes with the fisheries article? What would really be something that would bring light and beauty to that? Mm. Because each piece we really do want to have stand on its own in in the way that it connects, in the way that it guides, in the way that it's crafted. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering something that I read years ago, Craig, and Francis Schaeffer, and he was making an urgent appeal to Christians about the way that we present Christianity to the world and in the world. And I remember what he said was, we must not only be true, mm-hmm. we must be beautiful. I think that's what we're accomplishing in Anson's magazine, the online magazine, and in these coming films. So, friends, I think you can hear our passion. I think you can hear our excitement and would love for you to join into the conversation. In fact, there's actually comment sections at the end of every article where you can engage the conversation. We also have a Anson's Facebook page as well. So, Come and get a sneak preview of some of the phenomenal films that we're making and come and dive into this incredibly rich online magazine for men who are young at heart, whatever your age may be. You can find the magazine at andsonsmagazine.com. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John Eldridge, Craig McConnell. Just a real treat of having two of my sons here, Blaine and Sam. Thanks for listening in. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.